0: That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Campari. For more information, visit campari.com.
1: Hi, this is Celia Kutcher, host of Animal Instinct, and you are listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands
0: more.
2: Good morning. You're listening to In the Drink on heritageradionetwork.org. I'm your host, Joe Campanelli. We have a great show for you today. Uh, before we get started, uh, I just want to let you know that uh, you can find me all summer this summer at Alta Linea at the Highline Hotel. Our last day is going to be October 10th, uh, actually, October 9th. And um, get yourself a frozen Negroni. We would love to have you by. We are now open for lunch as well. So, uh, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. through 10. Uh, 10 p.m. and 11 p.m. on, uh, on Friday and Saturday night and, uh, joins for brunch as well. We have frozen Negronis. We have great Italian wine, a beautiful outdoor setting, would love to see you there. Uh, if you like in the drink, you can, uh, always listen to us live at, uh, 11 a.m., 11 ish a.m. on, uh, Wednesday mornings. Um, we tape here at Roberta's at, in Bushwick, Brooklyn. They are uh, great hosts. We, we love taping here. Um, but you can listen to all of the past episodes on, uh, network. Dot org. Subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. And, uh, please feel free to give us ratings. Those, those help us out, uh, very much. Uh, uh, would love to hear from you. All right, we have a great show today. As I said, this is uh, one of the nicest guys in the uh, in the wine and restaurant industry. Someone I've known for a while. Um, he is by all means at the top of his game. Uh, We have Jeff Taylor, the new wine director at Folidia Restaurant, one of the uh, great institutions of Italian food and wine. that has been open 35 years. Uh, Jeff has before, uh, starting at uh, Folidia, he was uh, at 11 Madison Park for over six years when they got three Michelin stars, four New York Times stars, all sorts of awards, um, and was uh, more recently at Bethany where he's wine director. Uh, another uh, super highly acclaimed uh, restaurant at, that you guys should check out. but really excited to welcome Jeff here uh, at Felidia where he oversees a wine list of over 1500, wines. Um, that is super exciting. <laughs> welcome to in the drink. It's great to have you here.
1: Thank you, my friend. great to be here.
2: Uh, and so tell us uh, tell us about uh, this, this new opportunity what what, uh, what it means uh, for you to be at Philidia.
1: Sure. Um, so yes, like you said, I was at Bettany for a while and then uh, I actually left uh, last September and for about seven months was working at a hotel, which uh, for whatever reason didn't work out. Um, so I left there in kind of mid-April of this year and d- really didn't have a gig and was looking around and Jeff Porter, who's the beverage director for all of uh, Bastianich and Batali restaurants, called me up and said, hey, I don't know if you're into this but Philidia is looking and they're looking for someone like you it's an off-the-radar restaurant has a huge wine list Um, you know it's been a grand award winner in the past for about 20 years Um, they haven't received the grand award in a few years but you know it's it's got a great amount of wine in the cellar and uh, my first thing was wow I've never been. I've always known about the restaurant, but I had never been. And uh, I'd had Fortunato, the chef's, uh, his food at other events and and whatnot. Um, But I went and interviewed and, uh, you know, met with Lydia and met with Chef uh, Fortunato and uh, the general manager and just saw an opportunity uh, for a number of reasons. One, to work with a great wine program, but two, to be able to work at a restaurant that's had a great track run, you know, and... um, uh, Restaurants, I'm a little bit of a restaurant historian here, and I know they don't last for 35 years if they're not doing something right. And, uh, you know, when I think of restaurants from the 80s, you know, Philidia's started in 1981, uh, Gotham was 1984, and then Union Square Cafe was 1985. I can't name any other restaurants from the 80s that are still around. Um, So that was exciting to me to be able to get into a program that had uh, As you, know, you were starting kind of to say
2: that, like, uh, Gotham and Union Square came to my mind, and yeah. then I, I went blank, too. So I, I don't know of anyone um, that started in the 80s that's still around, or that's worth
1: talking about. And, you know, Felidia probably, of those three, is the one that people sometimes even you know forget that's still around, and it's yeah. kind of, you know, it's a little bit off the beaten path in Midtown East on 58th and 2nd, uh, but... It's got a consistent following of locals and regulars that have been coming there for years. Some of the staff has literally been there for years. Uh, one gentleman named Peppino, who's this wonderful gentleman from Sicily, has been there since 1982. Come on, and it's you can't get that in a restaurant anymore. The
2: last time that I went to Falidia, I was at a wine tasting with Jeff Porter. Okay, and he said, "We're going to Folidia, I think that this, uh, I think that Fortunato is one of the best." Italian chefs in America right now. Like, I
1: would agree. And, uh, and,
2: you, and So you want to come? And I was like, sure. I hadn't thought of going with yeah, Lydia. Yeah. I don't think I had been there either. Right. And I, mean, I went and was my mind was blown.
1: The food definitely, is awesome. Definitely. food is great. And it uh, says a lot uh, about Chef Fortunato. Um, the fact that Lydia was the, the opening chef and was there from essentially 1981 to 1996. And then Fortunato took over. And he's been there for 20 years. And, you know, he's, he's the most humble of chefs because... Uh, He's always in the kitchen. We're open for 12 services, and he, by choice, works Monday through Friday lunch and dinner and then Saturday night dinner and only takes uh, Sunday night off. Uh, and in between lunch and dinner during the week, he goes around the corner to the crunch and works out for an hour. I mean, the guy's a machine. <laughs> it's, it's really impressive, his work ethic. So anytime I feel like I'm dragging my feet, I think a chef, and I'm like, oh, i gotta, I got to pick it up a little here.
2: Yeah, so, there's something inspiring about seeing you know, someone else working so hard. Sure, and to, yeah. see a,
1: to see a chef in a kitchen. Uh, yeah. You know, a lot of times... You know, given given what the world we're in and and you know events and all that, chefs sometimes get taken out of the kitchen a lot, and it's nice to see him in there for the majority of of you know of the of the week. So yeah, so talk to
2: talk to us about the wine cellar that you inherited. Sure, and sure. I, I imagine there's it has to be some like some wines that have been there that someone purchased like a decade or two. Yeah, ago.
1: yeah. That's the uh, you know it's been interesting. Now I just finished my I guess my third inventory, and it's and thankfully, it's all in Binwise. Um, but it's been interesting to kind of see—you know—you can kind of track the history of the bottles, and uh, you know, some of them definitely predate the Binwise impl- uh, you know implementation. Um, but there's you know there's a great vertical of uh, Giacomo Quinterno, both Monfortino and Christina Francha that go back to the 90s. Um, Right now, probably a little underpriced, so <laughs> come in and get them while you can, because I'm probably going to change that soon. Uh, there's the old Turlanos, you know, old, old Turlanos from the 50s whites that are amazing. You know, Pinot Biancos and, and uh, wines like that, that are just fantastic. Um, those were, I think, a re-release back in the, you know, late uh, 2000s, you know, whatever the the aughts, I guess they call it, yes. Um, yeah, there's uh there's a, the notties, uh, the notties. Uh there's a you know a bunch of a bunch of you know all the producers you should have uh, in Barolo and Barbaresco. Um, uh you know being about an 85% Italian mm-hmm. list that's another thing that drew me to it. Um you know areas that I, I Yes, in the past I've gotten to work with Piedmont and Tuscany and stuff like that. But really, you know, exploring Valdosta and, and Sicily and you know Umbria and other you know wine regions that have that have great wine. Um, the other thing that really attracted me to the program at Flidio was that it's not all just Italian. Yeah, it's about 85 percent Italian, but there's still 15 percent of uh, great Austrian Rieslings and Gruner Veltliners. Uh, Chef Dodo is uh, is a huge Austrian white wine fan, so it's nice to have. Uh, old, you know, 2000, 2001 Hertzberger, FX Pickler, stuff like that. There's a great white burgundy selection. Uh, Yeah, so I'm kind of, in addition to making sure I fill all the holes in, in Italy, I'm trying to build up those... You know other regions too, and because uh, a lot of guests still come in yeah. and they want they don't want Italian wine necessarily yeah, i'm sure you know, there's there's like an,
2: a positive and right, there's a positive that you have this upside of some like well aged wines have been sold for a long time. sure but the negative that you're also probably inheriting some stuff that you didn't you wouldn't necessarily put on the list
1: yourself well, you know luckily there's been a stream of steady buyers there that have been good uh, mm. David Weissenhofer, who now is at um, acid Inc was a longtime wine director there um Uh, Nick Finger, who's now at the 21 Club, was the wine director there, uh, my predecessor, Jenny Goodso. Um, So there's been some sensible and smart buying there, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think what I inherited the good is definitely outweighs the bad um you know lydia has a wonderful cellar as well so there's some of her wine there uh you know old vintages of port and and old saturn de chem and old you know uh, bordeaux's from the 80s so yeah it's a it's a fun list to play with and so it's so then how do you put your own like mark and personality on this list what are, what are you trying to do with it yeah well that's you know, i'm still trying to figure that out <laughs> um you know i i obviously people that know me know i have you know affinity for certain areas in the world i'm a big australia fan i'm a big uh, uh, santa barbara fan so i'm kind of tweaking that out i'm also there's going to be a page or at least two pages of Varietals from Italy, but from other places. So it'll be Nebbiola from California, from Jim Clendenon. Cool. Uh, you know, it, it Jordan Salcido's, uh you know, wines. Um, uh,
2: we had the guys from uh, Rhyme on the show. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They're doing some really interesting, like rebola
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And, you know, um, There's there's a ton of that out there, and that's that's kind of a cool little angle. Like, you know, here's the grape that's definitely Italian uh, in origin, but it you know we're growing it in California, we're growing it in Australia. There's great Nebbiolo coming out of Australia right now. Get out of here! Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, definitely. What what area of Australia? (laughs) Um, Well, all over. But uh, in fact, my friend Gordon just. Gordon Little from uh, Little Peacock just shot me a photo of this Nebbiolo that he was drinking now, hoping that I might put it on the list. Um, well, you can at least put it on the podcast. Yeah, I'm going to see here. Uh, McLaren Vale, and uh, yeah, I'm sorry, not a Nebbiolo, it's a Sangiovese, um, but from McLaren Vale, uh, Cariole, C O R I O L E. So I'll look into that. Okay. but um, Who knew? I, know. I had no idea. Oh yeah, a lot. And I, when mm-hmm. I was there in 2012, we we tasted a surprising amount of, uh, especially Nebbiolo and Sangiovese, and uh, a little bit of Pinot Grigio and Pinot Bianco and stuff like that. But. Do they have access to the great uh, versions of those Italian wines there,
2: or you know how 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 do you think that that, that kind of got to? <clears throat> yeah, Australia? I don't. I,
1: I mean, I'm assuming they got clippings or something of that mm-hmm. nature. Uh, but yeah, some of the bigger. Um, wineries that we went to in, in uh, Australia when I was there had libraries of the great wines of the world, um, uh, more for their own personal consumption than anything. But, you know, um, case in point, they make a lot of Syrah or Shiraz, as they call it. But when we were at some places, they had, you know, the great Northern Rhone Syrahs in their cellar. So, you know, they know Schaub, they know Klopp, they know, you know, they know all those. They know these like benchmark producers. great producers right, right, and right, so they have yeah. something to compare to. Yeah, exactly. Interesting.
2: Have you started doing this? or Are your guests uh, open? Uh, to- I'm,
1: I'm in the. Pro- I'm still, you know, there's a lot of wine to sift through right, and all that, right. and I'm still trying to get the cellar kind of organized to my liking. Mm-hmm. Um, and by cellar, I mean cellars. There's, you know, there's off site storage, there's quite a large cellar on premise, there's about. Uh, five Euro actually seven Euro calves, um and then a whole bunch of other notes and so At
2: L'Artuzzi, our, most we have on the wine list would ever be like 250, 275. How long does it, I mean, does it physically take you? How many people to
1: count? Um, yeah, we're getting better. Uh, this, we just did inventory on Monday and it took uh, essentially three people. We have two micro, um, two uh, binwise guns and then, luckily, you can get the Binwise uh, app on your phone, yeah. so you basically have to do everything by hand. But you can, you can get a third or fourth, you know, scanner, so to speak, um, all day uh, on Monday, and the better part of yesterday. Jeez, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, but that's quick. Uh, <laughs> we were uh, we were closed for uh, the beginning of yeah. of July, and um, we actually I took both of my sommeliers to work during the closure, and we rebinned the entire cellar. Uh, by bin I mean put bin numbers into the, into play uh, which hadn't existed before um, so you know like I said doing a lot of maintenance so these are ideas like the you know the Italian varietals from different places and all that are things that are probably gonna uh, you know start to do in the fall once once I get things a little bit more squared away so. all right on that note we are going to take a quick break we'll be back with more of Jeff Taylor of
2: Philidia right after this
3: When you talk about
2: Campari, one of the first things that
3: comes to mind is the inimitable and ubiquitous Negroni cocktail, a favorite of Heritage Radio Networks. Joe Campanelli, host of In the Drink on Heritage Radio, talks about the interesting history of the Negroni cocktail.
2: The the classic Milano Torino, which is better known as the Americano cocktail, which is Campari... Good red vermouth. Use good red vermouth, like Carpano Antica formula, Contrado, Cokie Vermouth di Torino. One of those, and soda water. Then later on, in its uh, history, was transformed into the Negroni, which substituted good gin for the soda water, something a little bit stronger. Count Negroni. Spent many years traveling the Midwest, the Southwest of the United States Found a penchant for strong drinks And later went to London where he started to like his gin Brought that all back to his favorite bar in Florence And said, I'll take one of those Americano cocktails But make it strong, make mine with gin And such was birthed the Negroni cocktail Um, And now it's really popular. I find that people are asking for Negronis with agave-based spirits, uh, mezcal or tequila Negronis, especially mezcal, a little more popular. Um, So mezcal Negronis are really delicious. Experiment
3: with your own Negroni recipe and enjoy it with Campari for a perfect cocktail creation.
2: For more information, visit Campari.com. Please enjoy responsibly. All right, and we are back on In the Drink with the new Philidia wine director, Jeff Taylor, who was also named one of the best new sommeliers in 2014 by Wine and Spirits Magazine. Um, he has uh, he's gotten, uh, been part of a three Michelin star team at 11 Madison Park, four New York Times stars, been at Bethany. He is just one of the best sommeliers, best wine and restaurant professionals in the city right now, and a damn nice guy. Just the man. Anyway, uh, speaking of uh, Campari and Negronis, uh, which everyone knows I am a huge fan of, I hear that you guys are doing a little aperitivo hour. That
1: is correct. Uh, yeah, we started this past Monday um, in the bar only from Monday through Friday, uh, 4 to 5 p.m. We have the aperitivo hour of Felidia, uh, five uh, crafted aperitivo-style cocktails and five small bites that Chef has put together, um, all for $15 right now. But we have little little spins on the classic drink. So um, instead of just an Aperol, uh, you know, spritz, we've actually taken the uh, Contrado Apertif, which I don't know if you've worked with that product from Skernick, actually. Yeah, I love it. It's um, Great. Just to give it a little bit of a different spin so, you know, we don't have to call it an Aperol spritz. Um, we've taken a gin and tonic, which is, as you know, in Europe is like the drink everyone you know they crush them out of goblets crazy um, oh yeah those they're, they're yeah, yeah. huge yeah and... they take like a, a bordeaux style glass and, you know, crazy. Um, what we've done there is we've made it the lydia's garden gin and tonic so lydia has this wonderful organic garden at her property and uh, as a result she brings in all these fresh herbs and vegetables that we impl- we use into the into the restaurant and uh, our bartender josh white has made a lot of different tinctures and and uh uh oils and whatnot from these herbs and stuff. And so we have one that we put in a spray bottle that, you know, has rosemary and thyme and lavender and some basil and oregano in it. And that's Lydia's garden Mm -hmm. essence. So what we do is... We make a gin and tonic, but before we, after we put the ice in, we spray the ice with this, this tincture, if you will, and then top it up with the gin and the tonic. And uh, we do a little house-infused uh, cucumber and rosemary uh, mm, gin yeah. as well. Um, so it's a very aromatic gin and tonic, but, you know, it speaks to Lydia. Um, we do a seasonal bellini, so instead of just peach, uh, we go in what's, what's ever fresh in the market right now. We have, like, you know, different berries and uh, stuff like that that we're doing bellinis and uh you know so it's yeah it's a fun little that's awesome fun little program that's that's really cool and uh and
2: i'm sure you can get like you know regular negronis too yeah Cavars you can get yeah regular
1: negronis Cavari the whole spirits. wine the whole wine list is uh available yeah. um you know we're really trying to find uh you know what the demographic's going to be and i you know i really urge any industry friends that are off monday through friday you know essentially you usually go out to eat to another restaurant or something right. and you know start your pregame early at folidia i love aperitivo
2: yeah. i really yeah. just love uh everything about it um and what what you find a lot in Italy is that people are not as thoughtful with their drinks as you as you're being sure, sure. so it's usually you get you know it's in Italy it's a little bit later because I mean they're eating dinner you know if you're even if you're a, right. a, a, someone who's further on in their years you're still eating dinner at like nine or ten o'clock yeah, started, yeah, right yeah. Um, but a lot of times it's just you're having this this great drink maybe you're sitting somewhere beautiful or outside and in Italy they can't imagine like having a drink without at least having something a little, bite. Something, yeah. a little yeah. bite or yeah. having a little bite without having uh, right. something to drink so this sounds like a great a great interpretation a great way to do it. it's very yeah. civilized that's what
1: we've done and uh, you know we, we have a lot of businesses around us, so we're, we're we're praying to the people at Bloomingdale's and Bloomberg and you know other places that they play hooky and you know get off work uh, an yeah, hour early. <laughs> and, and come you know <laughs> come over at four o'clock to start their uh, start their night off. So and this just started. This just started this past Monday. So uh, you know that's All a right, fun thing. So go thing. and
2: you'll be like, I heard this really cool thing just started. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll we'll. Uh... Is it hard to? to do new things at a restaurant that's been around for 35 years? Are they, you know, and you come up with an idea like this, so you're like, yeah, we got, we got this kid. I mean, you're, uh... you're, are you even 35 years old? You know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, well over. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it's, uh, there's a certain thing with, and kind of the unwritten Philidia uh, mission statement is to, to, you know, honor the past of Philidia and the history of it, but to make it relevant for 2016 so to do something like Apertivo Hour or uh, I'd I'd love to plug also uh, we have a wonderful beer dinner coming up on uh, Tuesday August the 16th with uh, Brian Strumke from Stillwater Artisanal um, to do you know, a six-course menu of, of Chef Fortunato's food with actually seven of Brian's beers because we'll have an aperitivo beer as well, awesome. um, with some small bites, and then go into a six-course tasting menu uh, with six of Brian's awesome beers. Because if anyone knows Brian, he is the true, uh, you know, gypsy brewer, uh, and brews a whole bunch of different styles of beers. And it, it, it's probably one of the coolest. Pairings I've ever been a part of, and that's saying a lot because I've done a lot of pairings. Um, but really, just to work with Fortunato and Brian, and okay, we're gonna do this beer with this dish. Like, case in point, the main course uh, Brian and Brian has the best names for these beers, but uh, it's called the beer is called I Miss the Old Kanye, (laughs) that's hilarious. (laughs) And it's an imperial porter that has Dr. or the flavors of Dr. Pepper, there's 23 known flavors in Dr. Pepper deconstructed into the into the porter come on so i was like i went to chef and i was like we got to find a way to incorporate dr pepper into a dish and he's like oh i got it we're gonna do a, a beef with a, a dr pepper barbecue sauce oh so he's yes. he's excited about it brian's excited about it um and it's like i said august 16th i think it's at seven o'clock uh you can call the restaurant for tickets 125 dollars uh, Plus plus, But uh, will be well worth it. So. I
2: love those still Water beers. Yeah, Wonderful. they're great. I know they make several saisons, but uh, one of their saisons, uh, one that you could find in bottles, yeah. in, uh, we, we usually keep in our refrigerator. Yeah, there's a
1: lot. I mean, cellar, uh, one of the uh, saisons I like is uh, of love and regret that mm-hmm. has like chamomile and honeysuckle and um, uh, a couple of other herbs in it. Uh, we're pairing that with a rabbit dish because that's what the rabbits eat, right? They feed on oh, wow. like clover and stuff like that. So um, smart. Heather, chamomile, lavender, and dandelion. So yeah, that's a Saison. Yeah, he's he's just really a cool guy that thinks outside the box and beer. And That's exciting. Uh, I'm going to try to come to this. I would love for you to come. Be, I, yeah, yeah. yeah, I hope to see you there we'll as talk. well. We'll talk, yeah. I'd like to see a lot of people there. We have room for a lot, so uh, okay. we're looking forward to it. Um, the other thing we, we, we have on right now, which uh, I haven't done in a while, is restaurants. Uh, restaurant week, which, oh, uh, right. yeah, I haven't done a restaurant week in probably since my second year at EMP in 08 or something I like that. I feel like restaurant
2: week for restaurant people is a lot like brunch. <laughs> yeah.
1: You, you, uh, you want to work at places that avoid it. <laughs> but, right. Uh, uh, you know, it's the devil we know, we, uh, and, and they lie. It's not restaurant week. You can't even really call it restaurant month because it's actually five weeks long. It's which five is, weeks yeah, long, yeah. It goes till, uh, I think, what is it? It goes to uh, August 19th. Jeez. so um, but we 've done some cool stuff there. The, the other thing about about Philidia is uh, it 's probably the best lunch deal in town, regardless of whether it 's restaurant week or not, because we offer a three course thirty two dollar and fifty cent lunch incredible. menu year round with all the same food that you have on the dinner menu and it's it's a steal of a deal um so we you know we do the restaurant week uh i've done five wines uh all at nine dollars a glass and 38 dollars a bottle uh we've done a prosecco a bianco a a rosso a risotto and then a sweet wine so you know a lot of a lot of that is uh people are enjoying you know affordable glass of wine with their affordable restaurant week menu so that's been fun, but it's been busy. It's been busy. <laughs> yeah, we're right? only in yeah. day two. Actually, two. I mean,
2: I, I was exposed. I went to I went to NYU. One of the I think one of the early years of restaurant week and I was able to go to restaurants that I just could not afford. Yeah. I couldn't ever experience, you know, at right. that time as a kid who loved who loved eating in restaurants but you know didn't have the funds. Yeah. And it was a way to just be introduced to all these. So for me it like it worked and it like furthered my own restaurant education and love of, of the industry. Yeah, without a doubt. I think I mean, it's a good thing that you're doing for people. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. I'll keep
1: telling myself that.
2: I think it's not it's it's really like a lot of restaurants it, it's not that product it's not profitable it's yeah, not that profitable yeah. and it's really like a way to reach out yeah, to. and people. we
1: were already operating at that you know that kind of price point already so we were used to it and uh, it's been I tell you the the past you know seven shifts through this past seven lunches that we've done it um, have been crazy busy so it's a, it's a good thing for us. It's a good thing for the restaurant. It's uh, you know a good thing for people that want to experience Phylidia for the first time or people that haven't been to Felidia in years. That's another thing I hear is, oh, my God, I haven't been there in 10 years. Right. Well, come back.
2: Come back. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. outstanding. Yeah. You have uh, all the reasons to go now. Great wine right. list. Jeff, Jeff Taylor, Vino you know Jeff Taylor.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm aptly named because, you know, I put the vino before I was at the Italian place, so now it's uh, right. it's linked up. So. I
2: love that you're working with, uh, with Italian wines. What area of Italian wine that's not maybe an obvious area, not, you know, Barolo, Barbaresco, sure, sure. have you, like, been uh, been excited about as this Jobs have asked you to kind of dive into a little bit. Um,
1: You know, being the summer, uh, I've kind of gotten into um, a little bit more of the lighter styles. Uh, Obviously, you know, Arpepe and stuff from Lombardia is always a, you know, uh, pouring the Rosa del by the glass, and that's, you know, just a huge seller. And you can listen to Isabella's uh, episode just just here. here. That's Uh, awesome. Another one of the nicest people. Without a doubt. And I mean, those wines just sell themselves. They're just. Absolutely great. Um, Valdosta, I, I like to do a lot of things there. We have Chateau Fouillette right now on the list, which is a Moscato secco, which is really cool mm-hmm. and kind of outside the box. Um, I'm a huge fan of uh, Ligorian wines right now. Um, love them. Punta, Punta Crena, uh, Mata Oso is one of my favorite grapes. It's this little-known grape that no one really knows. I actually poured it by the glass at Betney for a long time. Uh, I think Punta Crena makes great wines. The Vermentino is great. Um, uh, I, processi, never, I love that wine, the Mata Oso. I've never yeah. seen another one. Have you it, seen it? Well, another? it doesn't, and I'll tell you uh, at oh. least the story, and what my friend Lyle Railsback, who works for Kermit Lynch, uh, Lynch says is that it's a very fickle grape to grow. And a lot of uh, the other producers in Liguria have have uh, ripped up the the uh-huh. plantings and just planted Vermentino or or Pegato or something like that, which just grows a lot easier. Um, but the guys at Punta Crena and I and I actually tasted with the gentleman at at Bettany, says I'm a stubborn guy and this is a stubborn grape, so we're we're bound to you know get along. And. Uh, they make a sparkling and they make the the still and mm-hmm. it's just it's almost like a, a, a italian gruner veltliner kind of thing it has this herbaceous quality it has a little bit of that savory note and uh, just works with a wide variety of food so i'm really uh, i'm really excited about those right now for the summer and then you know i'll get into the heavier uh, reds and stuff yeah. in the winter
2: i'm with i'm with you I, yeah. it sounds like you the wines that you're that you're you're excited about are, are the ones that i that i am as yeah. well so I'll, yeah cool
1: well, yeah. I'm glad we have similar tastes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm glad you're working like predominantly in Italian wine. Only 85% of the list, so only like 1,200 Italian wines there. <laughs> okay. Something like that. It's a good amount. Uh, it's, it's outstanding. It's exciting. Jeff, I thank you so much for being My on the pleasure. show. My pleasure. Uh, and I, everyone, I really encourage you to go visit Jeff. Like I said, he is one of the best... Uh, people in the restaurant and wine industry as you tell one of just like the nicest smartest guys you will drink well and you will eat well at Philidia. it is just uh, it's an institution for a good reason all right thanks so much for listening I want to thank everyone at uh, Heritage uh, thanks thanks to uh, Pierre who's sitting in for Dave this week uh, really appreciate everything and thanks so much to our sponsor uh, Campari Aperol go drink some of that at the aperitivo hour at uh, at Philidia. they would love to, love to have you. Uh, thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for
3: listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes Store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio.